You are listening to the Book Your Dream Clients Podcast, bite-sized episodes from one coach to another to help you create and scale your business with simplicity. No hustle required. When you think about branding for your business, the first things that may come to mind are usually colors, fonts, and copy. But did you know that there's so much more to creating and growing your brand? And it doesn't involve creating another inspirational Pinterest board. On this episode of the Book Your Dream Clients podcast, I'm chatting with Nikki all about the mindset hacks of growing a brand that aligns with your values and vision for your business. You definitely don't want to miss this episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Nikki, thank you so much for being on the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to have this fun conversation with you today. Well, we've talked a lot about branding over the years on the podcast with awesome experts, and it's always exciting to bring on another expert because I think that all these branding gurus have such unique perspectives to everything. And I don't think there is just one set way on how to develop your brand and mature it and establish it. So I'm excited to bring Nikki here with us. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you. So I, my name is Nikki, obviously. (laughs) I've been in the branding space for the last Oh, it feels like forever, but it's been over 10 years. So maybe, maybe 12 ish years, whether I was building a brand for myself or helping other women, I was in licensing for a handful of years doing like children's sporting goods. I was in uh, women's accessories for a handful of years and I had my own clothing line for, um, about five years along with my sister. I sold that business in 2017. And after that, I I sold that business right when I was having my daughter, who's now four and a half. And I, when I did that, I was kind of thinking like, okay, what what am I going to really do now? And I thankfully like had time to sort of like organically figure that out, I guess is a good way of saying Mm -hmm. it, where I didn't have to jump right into another full-on career. So I took, you know, the first six months of having her to really kind of just peel back the layers on what did I love so much about having the clothing line and having that whole business. That business was called Jiva Activewear. And And what did I love so much about Jiva? And through that sort of process, I really uncovered that I loved working with these other business owners. Uh, We did a lot of wholesale. So I loved connecting with these women who owned these businesses, whether those were online boutiques or uh, yoga studios or fitness, you know, fitness studios, whatever it was. I just loved what they were doing with their own businesses as well and how they were promoting and marketing and growing their business. And so I started consulting for other small businesses initially in the product space and then sort of got more into the service-based business in the online world with coaches and consultants and creatives and course creators, digital product creators. And through that really just kind of got down to like, I love taking ideas and seeing somebody's vision for their business and their brand uh, from start to like full fruition where they're now operating online and they've got an online presence and they're connecting with their dream clients and able to really kind of like make that connection from 
I had this idea at a certain point and I was able to build this whole thing. And now I'm like supporting my family or taking vacations or whatever it is. And so over the last, you know, four and a half years, it's sort of just snowballed from consulting to one-on-one design services, sort of got out of that and got into more of digital product creation and course creation. And that's really kind of where I've landed now over the last last year or so has really been creating tools and resources for female business owners to be able to create a brand that they are in love with from day one. I love hearing stories of how all of everyone who's on the show started because it's always, it doesn't start out with, well, I decided to have a, you know, a brand consulting business. And then 24 hours later, I was successful. (laughs) There's such long, there's a, there's a history with every business and usually it's pretty lengthy. And I think that's so important to, to show that this is normally never a one, a quick success story. It's always like I had to start here and work hard and figure it out and try lots of things. And then I finally figured out what I really love. And I kind of packaged it all up into a business. That's usually how it goes. And I think when we're just starting our business, we think we compare ourselves to everyone who's really successful in our eyes or from the views of an Instagram reel. And we think, and we compare ourselves to it and we beat ourselves up because we're not there yet. But I know that the coaches who are just starting and who are, you know, building their business, one of the biggest, well, I'm just going to say one of the biggest distractions we can get tied up in is branding and we can go back and forth and back and forth and switch things up over and over again. Mm -hmm. So I would, I like that you, you do the, the big work, but you also have tools for creatives and coaches out there just to help them along. And I don't see that a lot. I kind of see uh, consultants or you know, p- branding experts like you, you work with them on a one-on-one basis and no one ever offers any tools just to even help them get started. Why did you decide to go that route too? Yeah, that's a great question. To- uh, just to touch on what you were talking about of that sort of back and forth with the branding and that being like the thing that people often get hung up on. We, I actually call that like the like a branding vicious cycle that you end up getting stuck in because you vacillate between, is it my visuals that's not attracting people? Is it my copy and my messaging? Is it my website? Do I need to update my services? And you end up in this like, vicious cycle of, of constantly changing and updating things that essentially like are not income producing activities. And that can really be hard, a hard place to get stuck in. And I think that that's one of the reasons why I sort of re like course corrected myself in my own business and, and created all of these easier access resources and tools, because when you're just getting started in your business and I was there, you know, I didn't have a big budget and I didn't come from a career, like, you know, years of a career where I was now, you know, branching out on my own. I, when we sold the business, I sold my email list. I sold everything that we had with that business. So I really started from ground zero when I then got into the work that I'm doing now. And I know that even then 
I didn't have the budget to invest in, you know, hiring a consultant on a one-on-one basis. I didn't have the money to invest in a coaching program at the time or a one-on-one support. So I was, I know myself, like I was looking for more accessible resources for me to be able to do certain things in my business, whether that was like funnel build or email service provider or whatever it is. Cause obviously I had the creative, um, on my side that I knew how to do all of the design stuff. But I knew that a lot of times when I would get on calls with people, whether they were in a place ready to like, whether they had the money to invest in one-on-one services or not, it didn't always mean that that was like the smartest decision for them to make based upon the season of business that they were in. So sometimes when you're really early on in your business and you're just getting started and really what's holding you back is that like confidence and feeling professional enough to like show up on stories or, you know, do a live or record a webinar or whatever, whatever it is. A lot of times it's like, I don't, I want to feel legit. Right. And that's kind of like the easiest way for me to say that. And, and so it might not like things are going to change over the next six to 12 months. So would investing three to $5,000 in creating this full brand, like, you know, identity and direction make the most sense when you really don't even like haven't really gone through like the organic process of figuring out like, what do I love doing? What don't I love doing? Who are my clients? And so even if you, even if these people like had the money, it didn't always feel like the right move for them to make. And I was, and have never really been in the business for like, okay, well, let's just do the work anyway. So if they weren't the right fit, I really didn't have anything else for them, you know? And, and then it was like, well, where am I sending these people to? So the first like easy ticket, like product that I created was brand identity breakthrough, which is a whole logo template system and just full brand identity. And there, I don't typically lead with the visuals like that, but I know that, like I just said, when you're just getting started, it's kind of like the sexiest thing, right? Is like, I want to look good online. I want to have a professional like image. I want things to be cohesive and consistent. I want a color palette. I want fonts. And that's like one part of your full brand strategy. But I knew that that was like the easiest, the easiest sell anyway. And that was what people would typically come to me for first. They don't know that they need to like work on their voice or their values or, or, uh, you know, anything else. It's like, I, I need to like look a certain way. So, so we created, or I created that product and created a funnel system for that one. So did a lot of paid advertising for that one and low ticket, $27, like easy buy. And we've sold over over like 16,000 of that one template system. Yeah. Just, just for the brand identity. And it's good because I, it allowed me to shift out of I have a four and a half year old. I'm pregnant with my second one right now. And it allowed me to get my time back from just doing one-to-one services. And I was able to then do one-to-one in a way that has felt really good. And when people do come to me who aren't quite ready for one-on-one, I have something for them. 
Well, congratulations on the baby coming. That's so awesome. (laughs) I love that you created something that will still help people and you recognize that, okay, my time is super valuable, you know, with the kids and everything, like everything can get really crazy. I totally get it. And I love that there's always something for people to work on in the meantime, like, okay, go play over here. And when you're ready, I'll be here. I think that's awesome. Do you feel like, um, when someone isn't ready to work with you, they're almost asking for like a quick band-aid because they don't want to do the inner work with that comes along with the, the, the big brand work. Do, yeah. Does that make sense? It does. I think I like to think that I have, this is going to sound weird, but I like to think that I've done a good enough job on my own big work, like my own brand strategy work to really kind of like make it so clear about why the brand strategy work, like the bigger work is so important um, and so valuable and really kind of under help my audience understand the ROI or the return on investment of actually doing that brand strategy work that I don't, it doesn't like, it's not as hard of a sell for them. You know what I mean? Or yeah, they don't feel like they're just getting like the short end of the stick. And because, you know, essentially like there, we look at it like there's 13 parts of a brand strategy, right? And those visuals are really just one piece of the puzzle, like one of 13. So when I can ha- when I can help people understand that the people that they look up to and love online or like in their industry or the places that we love to spend our money and shop like Target or Starbucks or, you know, I'm just naming like, I feel Mm -hmm. like trendy places, but like Lululemon or, you know, Trader Joe's or whatever it is. Like these places that have these like, quote unquote, like cult followings are, they they did all this kind of work. Like that's how those businesses got bigger is because they did the brand strategy work. Someone somewhere along the way early on, or at some point said to them like, whoa, 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 pause. We have to really understand who our audience is and how we're going to create this communication channel with them so that everything that we decide on, create, do, say, and be from this day forward is done with the intention of serving this person. And that when I can help people understand that, then they understand that like, okay, visuals are exciting, but what I really want to do is sell and make more money, right? What I really want to do is create offers that people need. What I really want to do is create content that sticks and that people are engaging with. And so when they understand that like that stuff doesn't really come from a logo, colors and fonts, that stuff comes from the other work, then they're like, I can get them excited about it. (laughs) Well, I've never it was started working with a client because they loved the shade of peach on my website, (laughs) but you don't think about it, right? You're, they're Mm -hmm. just like, when you're getting started, you're just like, check, like, this is something on the list that I need is, is my brand identity. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you don't actually ever really equate that to, you know, like an overall brand strategy. You're just like, oh yeah, it's like something I want and need. And 
and it's fun, right? It's like buying clothes. Like literally a brand identity is like going out shopping. You're like, I want to like look this way and wear these clothes. So like, I'm going to go and buy them and I'm going to feel really good about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's really, I remember when I first started and everyone was saying, well, identify with your audience and what your, what your clients want. And I thought, I don't have that yet because I just started and how am I supposed to know that? Mm. What do you recommend, you know, new coaches who are listening to this, how do they build a brand that aligns with their vision when they, when they just started and everything is so new to them? Yeah, I think one way is like talking to people, like a lot of times these like dream client scenarios are built off of like profiling someone out that you sort of like make up in your head, right? You're like, okay, Jenny shops here and does this. And she's in this season of her life and business. And like, this is what she needs, but like, there's that like Jenny actually exists. So let's just go out and talk to Jenny. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I always recommend like connecting with your audience. I don't care if it's 10, 15, 550,000 people, like, talk to them and under figure out where, what season they're in of life. What do they need? What do they want? What are they struggling with? Are they like you a couple of years ago, you know, and what did you need, want and desire to, to be experiencing in your life or business, you know, just depending on like what type of work or industry that you're in. And so my number one thing is like, definitely messaging is so important, right? Just to lay that out there, Mm -hmm. like messaging and copy are, is so important, more important than the visuals, but they're, they work together. Right. And they, when they, all of these things come together, that's when like the real magic happens and you get into like a great flow in decision-making in your business and just kind of like where you're going. But in order for us to have rockstar messaging and copy, we have to know who we're talking to. So instead of making that person up in our head and just guessing, let's go out and actually talk to them, like conduct some interviews, find some people who you think might be ideal clients and like grab them for five minutes on a call, you know, give them a $5 Starbucks gift card Mm -hmm. for like connecting with you and ask them some questions that are going to get you clarity on whatever it is that you are creating in your own business. And that's a great way to just start building like rapport with people. And at the same time, really figuring out like, what's, what is actually needed. That is fantastic advice. The next thing that I see coaches do, and I find myself doing as well, you know, we, I can get distracted with branding and just completely go in a cave and just redo everything, not blink for a week and then be done. (laughs) And I see a lot of other people in my space do that too, or they update all of their copy on their website and, Uh and refine their messaging. And then they get discouraged because they didn't have this, this big, um, amazing, uh, results because they changed everything. And they're like, well, how long do I wait until I change it again? How do I know if every time I re every time I pivot in my business with branding visuals, copy, how do I, how long do you recommend somebody lets it sit until they might tweak it a little bit? Yeah. I mean, the thing, I think that there's no like clear cut answer, right? Like six months. And then when you hit the six month day, like you change, (laughs) like, I don't think there's like an answer there. I think that when I think of like all of the things that you mentioned, right. So when I think of like visuals and messaging and copy and like 
all those outward facing, like all those things Mm -hmm. are very outward expressed parts of a brand strategy, right? Those are all the things that people see from the outside looking in. All of those things, in my opinion, are useless if they're not done in tandem with other things, the Mm -hmm. internal things in your business, like your voice and your values and your services and offerings and the things that like, and your products, right? So, and, and like maybe a couple other things trickled in there that I'm just not thinking of off the top of my head, but like not, these all have to really work together because updating one part of it is like, think about like being in a relationship with someone, right? And they're like, I look, look, I changed everything about me. I changed what I'm saying to you. I changed what I'm wearing. Like I look different, you know, look at me. And then like none of their, nothing else has changed. Like it's like Mm -hmm. actions speak louder than words. Right. And that's sort of the same thing when it comes to branding, it's so much more impactful to understand your audience go back to the drawing board and understand who they are and shift like offerings to make more sense for them to be like easy, no brainer buys for them. And then let the messaging like follow that. Like, okay, now, like we've tested this, we've tried this, like people like it, it's working great. Now let's like update everything else to like make sense for this. It's, uh, you know, like, is this making sense what I'm saying? It's making perfect sense. Okay. Like another example of this is like, I've changed my like, you know, mission statement, like that one little one-liner mm-hmm. on like my Instagram bio, like probably like 40 times in the last mm-hmm. like, like three years, right. To say like one thing or the other. And it's like, nobody can like, <laughs> they care, but like what they really care about is like, that can say, I literally like build snowmen year round. And then like, they click on the link in my bio and I have like all these branding resources, right? It's kind of like those things just pull someone in, but once they're in same like with a relationship, like once they're in, you're like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Right. Or like, they don't have what I thought they had. And so it's really just, it's really important that the offer, your offers and your products and your, the way that you're servicing people makes sense for them on an actual, like an, on an actionable level, because talk is just talk. Words are just words. If they don't connect to the actual offer itself and make sense, like we're humans, right? We, we can see that from a mile away. I love that analogy so much. You're in a relationship and it's not working and you change everything, but you didn't change your values or lack thereof. And I think that's so important. And no one talks about that. Why is the fact that you should be folding in your values with everything you do in your business? Why is that important? I mean, I'm like, why is it not important? You know, Mm -hmm. like it feels like the most important thing because at the end of the day, as a consumer, I just think of myself as a consumer. Like I work hard for my money, you know? And, and when I say like work hard, like I, I put in the time that feels good for me in order to make, make every dollar. And I, when, when I'm going to spend it, I want to make sure that I'm putting my money in places that feel aligned with 
what I believe in, in my life, like mm-hmm. outside of like even running a business. Right. Yep. So I want to know what those things are about a business. If I can't find any of them, like, I'm like, what, like, what does this business stand for? But mm-hmm. when, but a business and a brand that does have their values woven into all the things that they do, like you, you know what those are because they're plain Jane out there. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, values come into play so much in like, you have like your core values of your business. Right. And these are just kind of like the standards that you operate your business from. And then you also have just like general values of a business owner and how you grow your team and, you know, how you take care of the people that you're working with and things like that. And all of these values, whether they're like core values or just like internal brand values, they show up in the way that we talk to people in our DMs. They show up in the way that we handle when something doesn't go the way that we thought it was going to go. They show up in the way that we write copy and like present our personality as a business. They show up in the content that we create for social media and in the way that we take care of our clients and our customers and potential clients. So their values to me become the way, like become the way in which people who are interacting with your business feel something. Mm-hmm. And if I don't feel the way that I, you know, just as a consumer, if I don't feel the way that I want to feel, I know, like I know from being in branding, like that's a value thing. Like there's none here or they're not aligned. And so I trust that like, I would find another option. Oh, that's so good. I love it. I think, I think now more than ever, it's more important to, embrace your values and don't be afraid to, to put them out there. I mean, mm-hmm. if we, if we don't do that, people are going to look elsewhere and people shouldn't have to dig on your website to find out who you really are. Like, where's that one sentence that tells me her value statement? Like, where is that? It should be portrayed in the copy you put on Instagram, the, the stories you share, everything that you do it ha- should have a hint of it in there. And, and in, it involves you embracing who you are, your uniqueness, being confident in who you are. And that's how you stand out. And, and you're finally happy with the brand that you have, and you don't feel the need to keep changing all the dang time. Mm-hmm. Do, do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, that was an interesting question before, because I don't feel like, you know, I don't want people to have to change up all the time. Now, nothing is set in stone. And I do think that like, like I talked about, I started doing this and then I kind of shifted into this and, you know, I was in one-to-one and then had meant like, there's things about your business change, but I think like at the core, who you are and who your business is like that. And, and who like what your brand is built on, like a lot of those foundational pieces, a lot of those stay somewhat the same just over time, you know? Yes. You may update like your services and offerings and, and like your products or the process that you do things like, like me, you know, I went from like doing a lot of one-to-one work to like a lot of digital products and like template systems and assets. So like my process changed, but at the core, it's always been like, my brand has always been about 
giving women like the resources and tools to be able to create, like have a brand they love from day one. That's always sort of been the essence of it. And so I've, I've like, I see the value in like updating messaging and copy and little things like this over time. But I think, you know, when like, that's like required because you've up leveled Mm -hmm. versus like it needing to be done because you like, aren't making enough money doing whatever you're Mm. doing. And you're like, okay, let me just try and fix this. Oh, perfect. That's perfect. That's right on, right on the money. It's, it's an important distinction to make as a business owner. And I like to relate to growing your business to, you know, you're in the baby stages and then you're in the toddler and then you grow and you're awkward and you're trying to figure out who you are. And Mm. then all of a sudden, whether it takes you, you know, a short amount of time, or maybe it takes you longer because every person is different. You finally get like, you're finally settled with who you are and you're happy and you're okay with being consistent with what you do. And it finally feels like you find your sweet spot, your cozy spot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I think that it feels really good to like settle into your like space where you've like built some authority and you feel like you're, you know, becoming the go-to in your industry. And you've kind of like got these foundational pieces in place and things are working, right? Like you're in, you've got some systems in place or some automations in place where things are actually like functioning the way that they should function. And then of course it's like, we're never done. So (laughs) then you're like, okay, what do I like? What's next? You know, the cool thing. Well, what I feel like is like things in life happen that allow like a little bit of like a pause. So like right now I'm in this sort of like, okay, get like, we need to get these certain like systems and things in place. And so that things are running a little bit more efficiently because we're having another baby. Right. So like, and I'm, I know that I want like certain things to happen while I can take some time off and just, you know, give myself like a maternity leave. Mm -hmm. And so I think that like there's seasons of even like growth and expansion and also just like coasting. Mm-hmm. Um, someone, I forget, I feel like it was last year. I like heard this saying about how, about like businesses are, are like flower, like flowers and gardens where like, there are times where you are growing and you're blooming and you're out there and you are visible and you are shining and there is so much happening. And there are, is a winter mm-hmm. where you are underground and you're planting seeds and like, it's not growth. Like it is not show up and shine time all the time. And sometimes I think as business owners, we like do a disservice to ourselves and create like unneeded burnout when we have to be on all the time, like all year long. And I think it's important to know that there are like, it's okay to like have these sort of like more hibernation periods where you are sort of like setting things up or creating some systems or you're, you know, you're just like in the internal work. And I always find that on the other side of that is like my next thing. I love that. A garden analogy. I totally love because it's (laughs) so true. It is so true. We don't always have to be on. And I think a part of this whole thing is not only trusting the process, but getting comfortable with 
being consistent. And I think that can be really Mm. scary. I am all about consistency. And you know what? Sometimes it's going to feel like, wow, is my days feel like the movie Groundhog. I remember watching that when I was Mm -hmm. little and that might be, but if you just stick it out, it's going to, it's amazing. Things are going to happen. And your garden might just be right around the corner tomorrow. Something's going to pop up and you're, you're going to feel like, oh my gosh, all of that worry was for nothing. And I do trust that this is going to, this is going to happen because we, there is so much in there for us. And we just have to be willing to have the patience to let our businesses grow and mm-hmm. be proud of the crop that comes up from all the work that we've done in, in that season of planting and taking care and nurturing. Yeah. So good. Uh, wise words. And that comes <laughs> from, you know, a decade of running your business and being a mom and tr- you know what, nothing teaches you more to trust the process than being a mom. I have three kids too. So I totally get it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no kid is the same. <laughs> and sometimes you just got to let go of white knuckling the steering wheel and just let it be. Yeah, I totally agree. They all, they are big teachers for sure. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, this was an awesome conversation, Nikki. I knew that this would be completely different from all of the other branding experts we had. So it's nice to be proven correct. And I love everything that you said. Why don't you go ahead and share how people can find out more about you? Yeah, I obviously easily find me on social media at Nikki Arnsman. You can check out my website, NikkiArnsman.com. There's um, great resources on there to connect with Brand Identity Breakthrough, which is the logo template system I was talking about. We have a full brand strategy. You can either do that self-led or get six months of live support. That product is called Brand Strategy Blueprint. And you can find that on there as well. And obviously you can always DM me and I'm sure you'll have my links in the show notes too, to check all that out. Of course. Um, Thank you so much, Nikki, for being here with us Mm -hmm. and everyone, please go follow Nikki and let her know how much you love the episode. And we will see you on the next one. Before you go, I want to invite you to join my free Facebook group for coaches. Simply type dreamclientcommunity.com in your browser, request access, and we'll happily let you in. We have amazing coaches in there just like you who are starting and scaling their business, and we would love to see you there.